Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Shohei, torn UCL, we hate that. Strasburg retires, we hate that. We don't hate how hot the snakes and the crew are. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, presented to you by SeatGeek. Myself, Jake Storielli, three years varsity soccer, uh, Trevor Plouffe, and Nasty and Calabasie, a three-team veteran, four? Four-team veteran. Zero years varsity soccer. Yeah. Uh, BBD on the same boat with you, so you and BBD are in that bucket. Uh, Friday episode as we bring you in to the freaking weekend uh, we had some big news in baseball that we hated. Uh, man, your Texas Rangers. I mean, if there's a dog days of August team, my goodness. Uh, while my snakes and brew crew have kind of resurged a little bit, a lot going on around the league. Uh, Trevor Plouffe, there's a lot going around your league, man. What's up? The Twins are the epicenter of baseball. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Shout out Ryan Jeffers. Not going to talk about it on this show. Yeah. My goodness. Uh, you know, everything is good out this way. I talked a little bit pre-show about how I'm feeling right now. A lot of pent-up energy if mm. you catch my drift. Uh, but a lot of good baseball. I know it's crazy that we haven't talked about Shohei uh, on this show yet. because yeah. I've, I've done it now a couple times on baseball today. But I'm curious to hear some of your thoughts on it. Um, like, kind of like where the contract goes, what your feelings are. Who's at fault here a little bit? I got I got some mm. opinions on that. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, the Rangers, like you mentioned, what kind of what is you doing, baby? You can't get tired now. It's like the it's like a a, a marathon runner like crawling to the finish line. Like get on the get on your two feet, bud. Yeah, you trained for this. That's I don't uh... know, man. Lots go lots going on. I have a really good. I think I have a really good award today. Oh. So I'm excited for that. Um, it's it's called the Big D Award, and we'll get there. Class, 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 class. Um, should we just do some Shohei off the top? Are we are we clickbait media at this point? Because I mean, normally we what? do NL on a Friday. We do NL on a. I don't even know what you're talking. Let's talk Shohei. Let's talk Shohei. Then we'll get. I don't know. Trev, let's, yeah, talk, let's talk Shohei. Shohei. And Shohei is brought to you by Babel. Trev, uh, you and I, we've got a a big trip coming up in December where we're gonna have to be speaking a different language. Hola, cómo estás? Me llamo Jake. Esta mi mejor amigo Trevor. Um, <laughs> please stop talking to us like that little guy. No. Uh, because I need to tighten it up before then with Babbel and whether it's Spanish, another language, Babbel is the way to help because it works. And in just three weeks, you can start speaking a new language. They've got 10 minute lessons. You got 10 minutes in your day. Don't lie. Yeah. Where do you get 10 minutes, Trev? Gym, bathroom, for bed? If I'm, if I'm doing Babbel, yeah, before bed. Okay, and then you let your brain marinate in it overnight. That's kind of like doing an eight-hour lesson. 
Olivia says I have a completely different life after everyone goes to sleep because they go to bed so freaking early. I yeah. put my babble on. I learn a new language. My bad. I've uh, I've got that too. Uh, late night Jake. Late night Trev. Mm-hmm. We got to start texting more. We used to have some real convos late night. Me and Dallas Braden have that going on. Oh, wow. Uh, babble. Go check it out, and especially right now, I've been calling this the Hideki Matsui deal. 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners. So you have to go to Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash talking. Get 55% off at Babbel.com slash talking. Rules and restrictions may apply. Click the link in the description. It's one. It's a, it's a pretty nice getting a little older self-improvement thing. Like, you know. Telling, telling your squad, oh, yeah, I learned Spanish again. Or, you know, you're a Frenchman, Trev, you know. Can I can I give a, a shout-out to a couple dudes out there that are taking advantage of this? Okay. Bat Boys Baseball. That's yeah. a, Everyone sees mm. them on – I see them on IG. I think they're big on TikTok. Yeah. They – one of the guys uh, is starting to speak Spanish. It's getting better and better with each video. And I asked him about it at the all-star game. I said, Hey man, like what caused you to do that? And he said, man, it's been such a game changer. He's like, it's, it's, it's not half the league, but it's almost half the league. And these guys in baseball feel so much more comfortable talking to someone who speaks Spanish. Obviously it's their first language. Uh, So I gave him a shout out and said, that was great. And now I feel like I'm going to follow in his footsteps with Babel. I love it. Um, famously, when Joe's flagged down Bernie Williams for me, you know, everyone was yelling, hey, Bernie, hey, Bernie. And Joe's yelled something in Spanish. Bernie's head turned. Easy. Bang. Easy. Think about it. If you were in Japan and everyone was yelling stuff you didn't understand and then someone said, hey, Trev. Yeah. That Why, gets your head to turn. Oh, a country accent gets me? You get the country boys going a little bit. Hmm. The country boys love. There's going to be a lot of country references this episode. Yeah. Apple.com uh, slash talking. Trev. Shout out Laney Wilson. Shohei Otani. We have been, we've been almost dancing around this conversation, you and I, because we, you don't want to be the bad guy that's like, well, Shohei, be nervous about injury or, you know, angels, you guys kind of suck now, like take care of our prized possession. And he was like, felt like twice a week he was leaving game with cramps or, You'd see him hit a home run and holding his lower back, and you're just like, geez, man, like, this is awesome, but let's be careful. Uh, and then he comes out with injury toward UCL. We still haven't gotten the significance of the tear. I know he was heading to New York City, I think, I think right now, and I think he was going to get checked out by an expert here, best city in the world. Um, so, you know, there's some ranges to that, right? Like, it could be... You know, second Tommy John for Shohei. It could be rehab through it. I know, I think Tanaka had a torn UCL that he yeah, rehabbed partially through. And he, that, he never got the surgery. Right. A few guys. So there's still different ways it can go, but it's still not great. Uh, it's a, a guy who makes half of his living pitching, getting what would be, you know, potentially another significant arm injury. And it, it just opens up the whole board, Trev, because we've been wondering, like, what, <laughs> literally, what can the human body do uh and how much can it maintain and then what does it do to his free agency so trev i know rosie's been pressuring you about this and all the internet wants to hear your opinion on it so where where are you landed right now 
all the internet can't wait for this opinion i don't know man there's so many things to talk about here you mentioned all the things that led up to this the hand cramps him grabbing his side uh the fact that his velo dipped the the start prior i think i think shohei's side i think the angels and shohei they're all a little bit to blame here you know, it's not the Angels' fault exclusively. It's not Shohei's camp's fault exclusively. It's not Shohei's fault exclusively. I think they had, they all had a hand in this a little bit. When you start to, the velo dropping is the big thing for me. But yeah. the other things leading up to it, you know, were signs as well. You, as the Angels, were out of the playoff race weeks ago. You went on a losing streak after the deadline and put yourself basically out of contention. And everybody knew it. Um, at that point, and and I said, I talked about this, man. Like he, it's okay to be selfish in these situations. I mean, you have, you've done things that nobody's ever done before in this sport. Your team's not in it. It's okay to take care of yourself at this point. And you know, I don't know if it's credit to show him. I don't know how to say this, but he kept going. And you know, that's he's a competitor, and it's hard to turn off those those competitive juices. I understand that, you know, I've people forget I was a player at one point. Um, But I think that I think I'm starting to land on somebody in his camp and the angels should have been more proactive on these rest days. I know Shohei did take a skip the start, but like if you're skipping a start and the velos down, it's like all these things add up as signs that like maybe something's going on and maybe we should fucking pump the brakes a little bit. And we didn't, we didn't pump the brakes, dude. Like kept going full steam ahead. Yeah, they did. They I mean, did to, to, one little tap on the brake, but that's it. We're going so fast that even after you come out of the game, knowing that you, have a partially torn UCL, you still hit in the second game. Yeah. And hit it. It's like, it's admirable. It's admirable, I think, but also kind of stupid. Like, I, there's, he should not be playing anymore, dude. Like, I said this yesterday on baseball today. I think it actually comes out today. Oops. Like, at this point, Shohei does not belong to the Angels anymore. Mm. It's not fully. Yeah. Like he he's he's like the crown jewel of baseball, bro. Like this is the guy that's that's making the game much more international. He you he's becoming a household name. There's not a lot of household names in baseball, dude. There just aren't. Like it doesn't work that way with baseball. And I I don't know why, but Shohei is becoming the household name. Like so I think I think you gotta just stop. Go into free agency and 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 without any more setbacks for God's sakes and and figure it out like how to go forward because we don't need you for the last five weeks of 2023, bro. Like we need Shohei to be doing things for the next 10 years somewhere. Like he's a he's very, very important to baseball. Yeah. In general, not just to the team he signs with, uh, you know, 
not just to the Japanese crowd, not just to the American crowd. It's it's everywhere. Like he's so important to the game that I, I just I wish he would just stop right now. Heal up, man. Like whether you decide to have a second Tommy John or not. And 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 you know what? Second Tommy John's the big leagues are littered with guys that have had two yeah. Tommy John's and guys that have been successful. So like you don't have to have this horrible, like depressed attitude towards this. Like Shohei's gonna be okay. But he needs he needs to give himself time to get okay. He needs to give himself time to make a decision on the surgery. He needs to give himself time to rehab if he doesn't do the surgery. Like I just think it needs to stop now. And if I'm the Angels, I tell him, I mean, if you want to have a chance at this, dude, which they think they still have a chance, wouldn't you just say, hey, man, it's in your best interest to stop and we we have your best interest at heart. What's he going to do for the Angels? He ain't bringing him back from the dead. You might sell some tickets because, you know, Shohei's still playing. I understand that. But I think if they want to have a shot at him, they need to say, Shohei, you're done. Yeah, uh, starting with the size of what Shohei is for baseball, you mentioned household name. I mean, international household name. Like, that's, whoa. Um, and I know I, I don't want this to be backhanded, and I know there was a lot of tweets about this, but Mike Trout goes back on the aisle the same day, and, like, Mike Trout was our guy. <laughs> like, for a decade, it was like, oh, who's your best baseball player? And we're like, oh, Mike Trout, he's pretty he's sick, dude. He can do anything. And now, like, Shohei is just this massive shadow over the sport that, uh, yeah, it sucks, man. And it's it really, as you start diving into things, I come from the Yankees background where they, I feel they use too many rest days, um, especially when you look at a team like uh, the Atlanta Braves who run out their same young starters out there every day. I think there's something to a rhythm of baseball that, you know, you need an open dialogue with your players, and if they're banged up, you got to take care of that. I understand. Shohei, when you start reading stuff like, he's only missed two games all season. Like, what, man? Like, the guy that's pitching and hitting, there wasn't a tough lefty out there that you said, hey, maybe we can, let's sit this one out, show. Um and then, yeah, it's obviously a, it's obviously an even worse look, like you're saying, when, you know, wh- why are you playing the next game after you find out you got a torn UCL? Like, I don't know. Like, we can we cannot do that. So I, I don't think the answer is not playing, because especially as we get to the Shohei contract part of this, like, you know, he's he's got 44 ding-dongs. Like, he, he could throw up a high 50s homer total or something this year that can still be special. And if it isn't going to get hit hurt more and he can go hit properly and wants to do that, like, he can still drive up his value a little bit, especially if now the storyline is going to be... Because I think we've been getting to this storyline, but this really opens it up more as, like, if you bring Shohei Otani on your team, and Jimmy's been on this a good amount, is like, you know, he's you almost need to have a six-man rotation, right? Like, he's he's going to pitch once a week. And now with this, and especially when we think about these enormous contracts and getting older and everything, like, whatever team gets Shohei to pitch, you're going to have to be pretty strategic about that. And, uh, you know, it turns into good orgs and bad orgs and what you believe in, but, like, I don't know. I think this opens up the eyes a little bit that however you do use him, um, 
you know, you're going to need a game plan going forward with that. And I don't know, is that going to be like, remember old school Roger Clemens, like pop it in the Astros midseason? Like, is that the play? Uh, like Shohei just hits for the first half of the season and then you add him to your rotation the second half? Do you plan on him having 25 starts a year and you give him some breaks here and there? Uh, is there going to be a time when, like, there's going to be sick Shohei reliever rules where it's like, all right, he's he's hit all game and now he's going to come out of the bullpen like he did in the WBC? I don't know, and I, I don't know what that does to the financial equation of Shohei Otani that... Um, I don't know, Trev. Like, can we even have a good perspective on this? Because I think from the start, we've been, like, selling tickets, and he's Shohei, and you're going to get the ads from overseas. Like, in theory, none of that's changed. The scope of his pitching baseball future feels like it's changed a little bit, right? Yes, yes. I mean, you'd be silly to say that he didn't lose some money with this injury. You'd be silly to say that. Um the thing is, and, you know, teams will never admit this. Keith Law, my best friend, yep. you know, famously, me and Keith are fucking boys. Uh, he has an article out in The Athletic right now. He talks about how teams and, pe- and people, insiders, if you will, uh, estimate that his value to a team, you know, before he even – throws a pitch or hits a ball could be upwards of $70 million a year just based on things he brings in. Right. So again, teams are never going to admit that because that means he's probably like a hundred million dollar a year type player. And he's never going to get paid that obviously because teams just teams will never admit to you what players are actually worth right. to them. There's a little equation out there, you know, the dollar amount per war. And if you, if you actually Took that for, at, uh, what's this phrase I'm looking for? Face value? I don't... Take, nice. If you took it at face value, you'd be surprised at how much your favorite player is worth. Right. Because I think they put they put a value amount at like 8 to 10 million per war. So you're talking three war dudes are worth 30 M's? They ain't getting paid 30 M's. So, I, you know... I think, I think that the whole, most... The if you Google it, I I think for pitcher one war is worth like five point four mil. Um, position play, yeah, it's it's tricky, but like they're probably bringing it down year by year. Owners <laughs> yeah, like, no, don't put this information out here. It used yeah. to be ten, now it's four. Yeah. Um, getting back to the contract, and I think we should kind of wrap this up because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, he's still gonna make a ton of money. Jake, he's leading the league yeah. in slugging, OPS, OPS plus, total bases, home runs, uh, triples, just to throw that in the ring, uh, intentional walks. I mean, this guy's an absolute menace as a hitter. Aaron Judge just got nine years, 360. That's 40 a year, right? right. Uh, Juan Soto turned down <clears throat> $440 million. I think it was over 12 years, so a little bit different. Like, the going rate for a top tier hitter is that forty million dollars plus. Right. Shohei's not just a hitter; like he's going to pitch again, people, and he has a whole separate fan base that you can sell to, a whole different country that you can sell to. This guy's worth so much money. I'd I'd still be surprised if he didn't get fifty million dollars a year. 
So like, yes, did he lose money? But this this guy's still going to get broke off. I mean, I still think there's going to be bidding wars over this guy. Uh, so yeah, he lost some money. There's no doubt about it. But the the contract is still going to be setting the bar. Right, right, and that's that's where I I think it becomes interesting because yes, I think the Angels should have gave him more rest days as this season went along. But if you're Shohei and you dip out now. I, I see, like, a fake narrative forming of, like, well, you know, it, will this this guy make it through a season? And if I'm Shohei, I... Who says that? Who says owners, that? The owners and the media that's in and their then pocket. What? And, then, and, then the, and then the one smart owner's like, okay, yeah, you guys right. say that, and right. I'll just pay him, and he'll come to our team. But you're right. I mean, offensively this year, he's doing as similar to Judge as we've seen, and Judge got that 360. Shohei's a year younger and he pitches. I think he has the best ERA plus of starting pitchers. Yeah, so, so. That, that was the thing they were saying. ERA plus and OPS plus. He's got a chance to lead in both. So the number's still going to be over 500 million IMO. Uh, it still could get to six. Like I, it, There's a business side to this that's easy. There's a baseball side to this that's easy. That um, I don't know. I'm interested to see the rest of the way. Uh, I, I just, before we end, I want to make sure that people don't follow that narrative of like, well, can he even, how much longer is this guy going to even right. play? Like, because that's going to get put out there because the yeah. owners are going to do that. It's Shohei is going to be Shohei for a long damn time. Yeah. And, and the smart owners are going to understand that. Yeah. I mean, even, yeah. Show Shohei Shohei good. There's my Can you imagine him in pinstripes? Been imagining. I'm not gonna take that bait, Trev. I'm having well, a nice then, little Friday. Who said, who, who said that the Yankees are lucky they didn't go after this guy? Who was that? That was uh Jesus. Michael Francis. Oh, Francesa. Francesa. Sorry, yeah. who's Michael Francis? Michael Francis. <laughs> he uh I think he discovered the Aztecs. Uh, let's do the National League like we do on Fridays. Let's just hit the mute. It's a tight one. You know what's getting tight? San Francisco Giants B-hole. Because they drop another series. This time to the Philadelphia Phillies. And man, they're starting to get some heartbreak along the way. That game too. Trey Turner. Uh, line drive. It goes off of Duvall. And then it just flicks past Tyro for the walk-off. Two RBI single. Trey Turner stats since the ovation. Uh, he's been MVP level. Good times in Philly. Giants scrapping and clawing for wins at this point. Paul DeYoung. Good for you, Poppy. Just wh- where is Paul DeYoung? He's now on the Giants. And in his first game, he homers four RBI. Giants get the win in 10 innings. To salvage the series. Man, I feel like the Giants are fighting for every win at this point. By the way, Bryce Harper, he's going, going. Uh, The Phillies, they're going to be there. They're going to be fun. These two teams, the NL teams fighting for their lives right now. Padres and Marlins, and the Padres win a set. They take the first game because their MVP, Ha-Song Kim, Grand Slam. That'll do. That'll do, pig. Uh, They lose the second game. They get shut out by baby Jesus and Solaire homers. That's kind of their formula. 
But then on the other end, Seth Lugo and the boys shut them out. 4 nothing. Padres win the bread games. Um, wow, Marlins, be careful. Two games back in the wild card. We'll get to that in a second. Braves take two out of three from the Mets. And that's obvious. They dropped the first game. Mets put up a big boy number. Lindor and Stewart. Homer, couple RBIs. But then, yeah, Marcelo Zuna. Uh, two hit, three hit games to finish the series. Sure. Rosario, Acuna, Riley. I'm sorry I'm bored, Braves fans. I'm not. It's awesome. You just, you win series. Charlie Morton, I think I just audibled. I think you'll hear about him later in his seven shutout. Because wow. he's a sneaky freak show. Pirates take two out of three from the Cardinals. Eee. Eee. Uh, th- the fun in this series? The Palacio brothers were teeing off against each other. Uh, I think they both hit yackers. That's really fun. Uh, Richie, uh, we met him. Awesome dude. Uh, and Josh Palacios as well. So we love that for them. Otherwise, you weren't watching this. Drew Rom made his debut. McCutcheon hit a homer. We like him still. He should have been traded. That's what happened in National League. Big IL, people. Nice snake. Uh, JoJo Romero struck out three in the final two innings. Cardinals fans didn't deserve that. Uh, In the National League, as it stands today, August 25th, Atlanta is 82 and 44, 13 and a half up, a 2 1 4 run differential. Yo. The Fighting Phil, 69 and 58. Nice. Uh, Florida Fish, 65 and 63. Mats and Net- Nats and Mets with the same record on August 25th. Hello. Milwaukee, 70 and 57. Five game win streak. They're three games up on the Cubbies. Uh, they're four games up on the Reds. Pittsburgh and St. Louis battling for last place in the Central. The Dodgers are 78 and 48. The Arizona Diamondbacks are second place in the Wild Wild West. Uh, half game up on San Francisco. San Diego feels like they've been six games under 500 for the past month. Rockies exist. Uh, in the wild card as it stands today. Phillies are your number one wild card team. The Chicago Cubs are a half game up on the Snakes for that last spot, who are a half game up on San Francisco and Cincinnati. The Marlins are now two games back. San Diego six, but I don't know how much longer that'll matter. Uh, that NL wild card race, go look at it on paper. Four teams separated by a game. Whew. Going to be some fun ball down the stretch. Uh, Treviello, I think this is tight. Uh, Phillies Giants was fun, though, in two potential playoff teams. It was fun. I like this matchup a lot. Uh, Gabe Kapler going up against his former team. Ooh. That's all we're going to talk about here, just Cap. Aesthetically pleasing for you? No. Okay. Red and orange, not aesthetically pleasing to me. Nah, over it. Uh, first game. Phillies do what they do. They bang the ball around, put up a 10 spot, so they win that one. Uh, Giants have the opener like they typically do. Um, It's the second and third games that were really fun here. Uh, Kyle Harrison makes his debut. This guy's pretty nasty. They brought him up, so they have more traditional starters in the rotation. 
uh, although he only goes three and a third innings pitched. Um, but he's pretty electric. I thought that was cool to see him. Uh, he strikes Turner out. He threw a heater in at like 95, gets him looking for a strikeout. You're like, okay, this guy's here. Uh, then he's got a base open for Harper, throws him a 1-0 slider, and, Har- and Harper welcomes him to the show. Homer. Just, That's kind of cool. He's like, fuck, I wasn't really trying to pitch to you, bro. The base was open. And we're lefty-lefty. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't be doing this. And Bryce is on fire, so he's doing that. I thought that was really cool. Um, What else did I have on that? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so in the ninth, yeah, that was the ninth. That was the, the Turner walk-off game, which, you know, gets started by the Giants are up here. Uh, Stock gets a hit by pitch. Um, then Marsh comes in singles. So it's first and third. Then he steals second base. Then they walk Schwarber to get to Turner. This is all with Doval on the mound. And Turner says, you know what? Mm. Fuck it. Philly loves me. And he gets the hit that you mentioned before. Back up the box line drive. They walk it off. I thought that was really fun. A really, that's a great game for the Phillies, man. Like they need every single one. I mean, so do the Giants. They're, they're, they're fighting to make sure they're in the playoffs. Uh, both these teams, very good baseball teams. It'd be a shame if one of them didn't make it into the playoffs. And then that third game, um, there was some interesting stuff here. You know, Giants, great job on salvaging the series. Uh, it started off really kind of all Phillies. Uh, Schwarber hits a bomb. He he does the, not the bat flip, but like drop. the bat drop. Yeah. Almost like almost hits the catch. Yeah, it's almost it's almost ruder. It's disrespectful. A and like bit. dangerous, right? Like if that clips something on the way by and that hits the catcher, like you're a bad guy. Think about what we're saying now. We're like this bat drop was disrespectful. I don't think it's disrespectful. It just feels like high risk. Like if you hit the catcher, that's a fight. What that is, and I've done it as a hitter, it's Oops. like you hit the ball, hit the shit out of the yeah. ball. You hit it and it's just like your body just kind of like goes into oh. a euphoric state exactly. Ooh. Oh, whoops. I know. I'm a ball player. You, yeah, you're a, you played three years of RC soccer. soccer. When you kick that ball sometimes, flush huh. into the net. Uh, Turner goes back to back with him. So that was uh, a cool thing. Um, and then San Francisco does their thing is ahead. Bryce Harper, big moment, three-run homer. So Duvall, back-to-back nights, gives it up. We're thinking, Bryce, you're going to be the hero. Phillies are going to come win it in extras. They don't. They don't. Because, you know, Paul DeYoung is uh, an absolute stud. Um, Slater actually has a really nice catch off the wall in right center, too, that kind of gets overshadowed here. Um. And then, yeah, Giants do their thing. If I'm reading it right, the Giants, I think they've lost their last six series, and two of those include Oakland and the Halos and the Texas Rangers, who they've been on their own struggle bus that um, I know they shouldn't be included in that bunch. Uh, It's been tough. I mean, Tampa, Atlanta, Philly, hello. Uh, But especially three of those last four series, they've had to get it on the final day. Uh, two of them in extra innings that they are scrounging right now. They really need a get-right series. On Wednesday, they used every pitcher in their bullpen except Manaya. Like, I, I feel like they are starting to walk a real tight rope. Um, 
They need a get-right series, and I don't see one for them until September 8 with the Rockies. So they they kind of got to find something quick, and they're going into Atlanta right now. I'm worried about the Giants. Yeah, you know, the whole opener and piggyback thing is uh, we've been talking about for quite some time. We've been impressed by it, but it does eventually end up coming to back to bite teams. I mean, you could clip that. Right there. Um, I'm not worried about the Giants. I'm not. I think this is a very good ball club that gets contributions from a bunch of different players. I like the fact they brought up this guy, Kyle Harrison. I don't know if he has got any imitations or, wh- or what his deal is, but he looks nasty, dude. And to have a lefty with stuff like that going up with Cobb and, and Webb, and then you kind of, then you can mix and match the other couple starts. I think it's a good recipe. And, you know, the, the bullpen's really good. Duvall gets hit around a little bit here, but he'll be okay. Uh, I'm not worried about them. I think this is more of Philly's Philly's good, man. This is tough. You go into Philadelphia. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. I mean, Nola has a great start, too. Uh, and a little shout-out, Wade Meckler uh, knocking it around in the Giants outfield. An OG Blitzball player. The 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 blitz, oh, yeah, the blitz yeah, ball yeah. community's going nuts. First blitz ball guy to make it to the show. Uh, well, wow. actually, you kind of reverse engineered that whole thing. Well, me and Vinny Rotino. <laughs> oh, big cock Vinny. Um, big cock Vinny's turned into some sort of media superstar. Dude, he's doing he's, like skits and stuff. The hair's getting a little more slicked back these days. Vinny, uh, tasty Rotino. Um, Win a couple of Blitzball titles, you know. <laughs> the bank account gets a little fatter. Um, <laughs> Trev, Marlins, Padres. Uh, I guess the Padres handle their business. These are two teams technically next to each other in the wild card standings, although uh, Miami is four games up on San Diego. Um, like I mentioned, there was a Hassan Kim show, and Michael Waka deserves a shout-out. He's been incredible that you just add it to that Padres bucket of, like, why hasn't this worked? You're telling me Michael Waka's been one of the best pitchers in baseball? Snell's got a chance to win the Cy, and Kim has been the, like, is an MVP That's what type. I've been saying, bro. It's nuts, you told man. people this before the season that those things were going to happen. Uh, how about Fernando Tatis leading all of baseball and defensive runs saved? Like, there's so much that's yeah. going right, but also, I guess, so much that's going wrong there. They're six games back. I wanted to almost declare them dead mm. when I saw the standings. I'm Do like, it. This is getting, it's getting ridiculous. But they just took two or three. You can't really declare a team dead after they win a series from the Marlins. So, I don't know, man. Uh, shout out, Kim. Pulls his hands in on a heater. I think it was 97. Pulled his hands in. No big deal. Grand slam. The The final two games were just pitchers dominating. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know what to make of the Padres team. I know that maybe Padres fans are sick of hearing that, but I bet you're in the same boat too, Padres fans. What the heck happened this year? Oh, yeah. They're what? with us, man. They're They're, like, confused. It just doesn't make sense, really. That winning game stat. Uh, Snell gives up three runs for the first time since May. May 25th. Um, um, shout out Josh Bell, who's been incredible for them hot. since coming over from Cleveland. I have it down seven homers in his first 18 games. I think the note is 
on that. He passed Charles Johnson <laughs> for most homers in his first 18 games for the Marlins. Like that. Shout out Charles Johnson. Nasty. Josh Bell, date my daughter. Charles Johnson was the original pitch framing, pitch framing king when he would just go like this. It wasn't even that he was really good at it. I don't, I don't, <laughs> bad umpires yeah, back in the yeah, day. Maybe maybe he wasn't the king of it. Maybe Only guy it, trying to trick people. It was a problem. <laughs> um, and then Trev, I mean, again, huge IL today. A couple other stories. Mets, Braves, Cardinals, Pirates at this point. If you want anything on the table, you can take it, but I'm I'm good. Yeah, we, we, we can kind of breeze through these. Uh, Mets have a big day, like you mentioned, put up a 10 spot in the first game against Allen Winans. Um, and then kind of the guys come through for the Braves that you'd expect. Elder does his thing. Morton, what? I mean, just keep yeah. pitching to your 80 years old. I don't know, dude. And I always love when we get the box scores in the sheet and you like, you look at who did well for the Braves, and it's like everybody. Like everybody's always listed. At least five dudes have extra base hits or runs driven in. They have seven guys with 20-plus homers. I think I said eight guys were going to have 20-plus homers at the beginning of the year, and you guys laughed at me. Mm. So I was right about that, also wrong when me and C. Rosie said we'd rather have the Cardinals lineup early in the year rather mm. than the Braves. Mm-hmm. Cardinals lineup hasn't been bad for a while. They were right around like, you know, fifth best offense in the league, but the Braves have just been, if you go on their fan page, which we still do people, right? It's okay to go on fan and look at things, Jared. Um, they're running the league and uh, offensively. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Reisel 16th consecutive save uh, on the back end. So they're not getting hurt there. Uh yeah, I mean they're uh they're the creme de la creme, Bryce Elder one and run. Uh, anything with cards, rats, the Palacios. How close ball? are the Braves to having eight players with twenty homers? I know we're one away, but I'm saying who's next? I'm trying to get their page up right here. Probably have a couple guys with nineteen. They got Orlando Arcia has fourteen. That's going to be tough. Be yeah, that's that's the only one. Because Michael Harris, Michael Harris the second only has eleven. I think I counted him in on that. Darno has nine and fifty-four games. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they're heading towards four I might guys miss on that thirty. One. Yeah. Von Grissom. Um, Sean Murphy has a big month. I don't know. What's Von Grissom doing? Is he saying like fuck? He's a little confused, but I. It's also like I don't know. I'll. I'll if I keep doing my thing, I'll get a hundred fifty million dollar contract at some point. So, um, he's playing. He he's he's there. Getting some pitch hits. He's playing a little bit of second base. Okay. Rats cards. Yeah, you can't be you can't be the two worst teams in the NL and expect us to Whew. spend some time on the show. Go Palacios, bros. Go, cool guys. Oh, isn't, yeah, I was gonna mention that. Yeah, our, <laughs> our boy Richie doing his thing with his with his bro, and I guess sh- always shout out Kutch. And shout out. I told, with- a, I told a Kutch story the other day at dinner. Okay, it's a great one. Kutch remembers Halloween night, the mm. back of my 
my G-Wag, 2007. Mm. Shows there. I got to get that picture up of me and him dressed as school, naughty schoolboys. Uh, yeah. yeah. I got to find that somewhere. Either that or maybe we get a picture of you guys wearing some Roan. R-H-O-N-E. It's tough to find something you like to wear. You find uncomfortable stuff. Some, some stuff gets tight on me if I have a big meal. Roan has stepped up. To the challenge with their commuter collection. It's the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man. Okay. Roan helps you get ready for any occasion with the commuter collection. They've got uh, the Q-Zips. Po- God, it's almost Q-Zip season, ain't it? It's starting to get... The, the New York City nights are starting to get... I don't want... I won't say chilly, but breezy. The mornings and nights, you're starting to think about it. You know, it's... It's almost. I the, touched one of my Q-zips this morning. The pants are coming back out. They've got their comfortable four-way stretch fabric. That lets you, you know, feel kind of the motion of the ocean out there. Anti-odor technology. I need that. And it's 100% machine washable. So head to Roan.com slash baseball. With code baseball, you're going to get 20% off your entire order. R-H-O-N-E dot com slash baseball. Code baseball. Click the link in the description. AL. Two potential playoff teams, my two favorite teams, in fact, the Red Sox and the Astros. They split four in H Town, Funky Town, City with the Top Drop, City with the Purple Drink. Uh, Houston takes the first two. They put up some big runs. Preggy, Chaz McSwizzle, Trev's guy. Justin Verlander, even Big John Singleton, friend of the pod, basically. But the Sox kid, I was watching this one in extras, electric Adam Duvall, fouls one off his foot. He might have to come out of the game. He stays in the game. He says, I'll see you in the Crawford box. Huge home run, three RBI day for him. And then the Sox go mental. 17-burger on the board. Hello. Uh... Willier, Wilier, Brayu, four-hit day. Connor Wong, four-hit day. Vertugo, four-hit day. Special. Uh, The Sox, they end up splitting four with Houston. Good on them. The White Sox train continues to roll. They take two out of three from the White Sox. It was almost three out of three. They go into extras. Oh, no. They try to get TA7 at third. Ball goes off his back, rolls away. White Sox win. But in those first two, Luis Castillo, yo, seven, one earned run. Teoscar and Cal Raleigh, yep. Trev's Mike Ford in the second game, okay. Mariners continue to roll. That's all they know. Ho! Royals Athletics. A's take two out of three. Brent Rooker walk off. Oh! He has a big day the next day, too, with Dan Canobio, Shea Langeliers. Uh, Kansas City gets it done. Cole Reagan, six shutout, 11 Ks. He was in that Chapman trade, I believe. Bobby Hitt Jr. with two of them on the day. Uh, nobody watched. Zach Geloff, Trev likes him. Orioles, Blue Jays. Uh, Dalt, why is this after... <laughs> why is this after Royals A's? Orioles take two out of three from the Blue Jays. Kind of a big set. Blue Jays, they get uh, the win in 10. Brandon Belt, man, 
MVP belt has been going around Toronto Twitter. Don't say that second T. Um, but then Toronto, I've been asking, are they going to get in the mix with Baltimore and the Rays? It's going to be tough to do after you drop the final two games. Dean Kramer and the boys shut them out in that second game while Anthony Osantander, he has a two-homer night. And then Gibby, how's your eight innings, Trev? How's your eight innings? Yeah, right up there. Uh, Orioles, they end up getting the dub. Cedric Mullen, Santander again, and Adley Shushman as they shut down Toronto. And that's what happened in the AL. Big IL. Big IL. Mm. Thick. In the American League, the Baltimore Orioles are 79-48. and 48, Two games up on the... Four straight win Tampa Bay Rays. That could get yummy again, huh? Toronto, 70 and 58. They are two games up on Boston. Okay. Yankees, 61 and 66. Ew. The Minnesota Twins, the class of baseball, are 66 and 62. Six games up on Cleveland. Uh, Seven and a half up on the Detroit Tigers, White Sox, Royals. But then it gets fun again. The Texas Rangers have a one-game lead on both Seattle and Houston. Separated by one game. L7 for the Texas Rangers. Halos, them and the Yankees battling it out for misery. And Oakland there too. Trevor, Sox-Houston. That's what kicks us up off up top. Back and forth series, uh, a big series, and and two great wins by the Red Sox uh, to salvage it. If 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 they lose three or four, it's it kind of has like a, a completely different feeling for the rest of the year for them. They probably won't tell you that they believe in themselves, but salvage the series in in dramatic fashion too. Uh, you know, game one was kind of uh, typical Astros. You know, Chaz McCormick, you're going to hear about a little bit later, mm-hmm. has a really good game. Um, they bang around Paxton a little bit and Christian Javier does enough. And I think games two and three were the story here. Obviously game four, 17 to one JP France just gets hung out to dry. dude. And sometimes you got to wear it, but think about JP France being like, what about my numbers? (laughs) What about like me? And uh, they're like, nah, bro, you just got to work today. Uh, but game two um, was a was a really good game. You know, it was the Verlander uh, versus Hal. Hal looks nasty. Whenever I watch him pitch, I'm like, that guy's kind right, of like my it's, nightmare. It's gross. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, but Verlander is is on point. Does his thing. One play I thought was really cool in the game. Uh, it was first and second. Maldonado is up, and this is like just another thing the Astros do well, yeah. which they shouldn't be doing things well. First and second, Maldonado bunts up the first baseline. It's like he wasn't trying to go right on the line, but it ended up being perfectly right on the line. So now I believe it was Connor Wong was catching. Has to come out. Um, I believe it was Hauk on the mound still at that time. I'm not actually sure exactly who was on the mound. One of the Red Sox pitchers. They both kind of go for the ball. Now Dubon goes to third base. He sees that home plate is vacant. Wong throws the ball to the first baseman and Dubon's like, fuck it. Me versus Devers in a foot race. I am in. 
And so Dubon wins, scores from second on a sack bunt, dude. It was awesome. Like, that's just like another thing that they they can get you with, man. Like, I was just – it's a really impressive play, but they get that one. And the Red Sox in game three, um, Duvall hits the three-run homer in the 10th. It's the third game in a row that he hits a homer there, so he's going off. It's – Good baseball being played, to be honest. Like uh, the the Red Sox are, are have been an impressive team to me because they've been able to kind of just stick with it. Like, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like they haven't had like a crazy win streak, and they haven't really had a crazy losing streak. And I could mm. be wrong on that, but it feels like they've just kind of been playing steady baseball all season long. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I feel like they had now. One... I'm gonna go look now. Yeah, I feel like they had one heater. Yeah, JP France. 18 games, a 275. Uh, and then that game 19, he ends up with a 351. That's brutal. Dude, that third game was a ton of fun. Uh, and this shouldn't be the fun part of it, but Kenley comes out for the ninth. He comes out of the game with a hamstring injury. Here comes full, pen- full pension Piv, uh, and he's nails. He gets a pair of strikeouts to, to strand, strand the runner. Um, and then yeah, Duvall. Like he Duvall was a bad grimace away from getting pulled out of the game. Uh he stays in. Home run. Uh the uh the pitcher tried to go back inside on him because it's kind of baseball chivalry. Like, oh, you just fouled a ball off off your foot. I'm coming back in the dojo. And Duvall turns on it. Pretty cool. And yeah, you're right. If the Sox had done this, we would have been like, Whoa, Boston, you gotta be careful. You get whoa, this time of year. Good on them. Um, hey, you got any any hot or cold streaks for me, Trev? Yeah, so they had an eight-game heater, but that was back in Oof. late April. Um, but to my point, 15 and 13 in April, 13 and 13 in May, 13 and 15 in June. July was their big month. They went seven games over 500. They went 15 and eight. Now they're 12 and 10 in August. So they're just kind of been playing steady baseball. So I was a little justified. I think eight games is a nice winning streak. So I'll, I'll give them that. But for, for the most part, they just kind of kept their head above water. And what are they back now with the wild card? Three, three and a half. Uh, let's I know you see. just said it, but they are Boston Red Sox are three and a half out. Technically the last team right now in the wild card is Houston. Um, percentage points below Seattle. So yeah, they're, they're still in it, man. They are in a stretch. They're going to the Dodgers and then Houston again. So they, yeah. They have to be careful. Um getting those last two games massive, massive. for them. Massive. Um And you're still not worried about Houston, right? No, I'm not. I, I think experience plays, especially, you know, in the playoffs. Now they have to get to the playoffs. And I, I fully expect them to, but you know, we've had some struggles with the pitching. I mean, I know JP Francis just got that's a little different. Kind of just got hung out to dry, but not a great start. Um, Framber has been iffy. I think he goes tonight, I believe. Mm. Uh, so we'll see how that goes, but I, I, I'm not, I'm not worried about them. No. Okay. Uh, are you worried about the white Sox? No, man. <laughs> One and oh, since they've cleaned house, Tim Anderson's <laughs> yeah. back. That was funny. That was a funny, good, good highlight there. Um, yeah, a little bit. We might need a phrase for good team, bad team, because I, I don't know what I, I can add. 
Well, this, I mean, there's not much. You're right. I mean, 14 to two in the first game, Luis Castillo threw 47 straight fastballs to end the game. Pitching Ninja put a tweet out about this. I thought, I'm like, Ninja, you're just fucking around now. Like, stop. Like, stop. (laughs) Click, clickbait, bro. I get it. No, it's true. 47 straight. What is that? Is that just, it feels good? Is it not giving a fuck about your opponent? Like, what is that? No idea. And it was forcing to seem. It was four seam, two seam. Okay. It could have been. It could have been him and Cal Raleigh being like, "Hey, how many fastballs do you think we could go with?" Let's let's pull a Lance Lynn here. Lance Lynn grabs his dick and throws heaters. Let's try to do the same mm. thing. I, I I honestly don't know. I, I didn't watch this game. There may have been like feel with his off speed, and he's like, "Who cares? I I have this lead, whatever it is." Um. So that's impressive. He goes seven innings, pitch one earned run with those forty-seven straight fastballs, which is awesome. Um. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, Mariners are a good team, and we've—I've been trying to tell people that, and even the Mariners fans didn't believe in them too much. Uh, but this is a team that I also believe will be in the playoffs. Josh Rojas, who came over in that uh, Seawall deal, he—he he had three big days at the office. That's good for him, a guy that normally makes his living on the defensive side. And Brian Wu came, comes back, who I know he's been talked about on this show before. I like—I like his stuff a lot. Um. Big dumper, some homers. Uh, uh, Oscar Colas, my Cuban ball player yeah. for the White Sox. Finish strong, Oscar. Why not? Yeah. Uh, okay. And it was kind of nice to see the the White Sox having a nice walk-off win moment, some high fives, some smiles. I mean, it's got to be tough times in there, man. <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff these dudes have been saying, I don't feel sorry for them. Yeah. Like Eloy saying, like, we never really talked about leadership here. Well, fuck, man. How long you been on the team? That's what we heard. (laughs) Probably should. You should have a discussion. (laughs) A lot of other people are talking about it. We just want you to know. It's insane to me. Yeah, that's what we're accusing of. (laughs) I was never in a clubhouse where you didn't know who the leaders were. Right. Never in a clubhouse. Paul Molitor called five of us in and was like, you guys are the leaders in the clubhouse. I'm relying on you to keep things in check. Like, so I guess some of it stems from above, but at certain times as players, you got to just take it upon yourselves, man. Yeah. Like, I don't care if that's not your personality or, or what, like there's different forms of leadership. You don't have to be the vocal like leader guy, but you sure as shit know you're a leader. So you better lead by example. And you better go talk to dudes when they're struggling. You better go do all these things that a leader does. You know, a pat on the back is nice. Um, some words of affirmation are nice. Right. Like, go do those things. If someone doesn't run out of ground ball, get in his face. Man, there's uh, I know that we're going to have a lot of time for this, but just looking at some of the veteran FAs, our guy Kyle Gibson, uh, your guy Longo, you know, if Justin Turner opts out, Brandon Crawford, if the Giants, like, bring in bring in someone with an aura. Um, but we're going to have a lot of time to talk about that. Royals A's? My guy Geloff doing it. <laughs> Stop. Get off of Lawrence here. Butler? No, I don't Geloff's know. What, what are we going to talk about here? I don't know. Hey. I saw them post a nice Instagram story together. I like them being okay. friends. They probably put them that, Yeah, they're time. friends. I like... Shout out Brent Rooker. 
because he hits the walk off homer. Giving you thirty seconds. Okay, you're gonna like this because okay. you know you're a concert goer and yeah. you, you take mushrooms and go to weird okay. concerts. Um, <laughs> <Rumors>. Allegedly, rumors there. Five of your seconds. <laughs> That's a lot of info. <laughs> Whoa, Red Rook. <laughs> <laughs> Walk off Homer goes straight on to stage with Zach Bryan, who's all the rage in country mm. music right now, and ends up singing a song with them. And that's a that's a night, bro. Don't tell that's me that Jake Storiali wouldn't night. like that night. A walk off dinger straight seconds. on stage singing with like the newest hot boy in country music who happens to be an ex Navy guy. Like that's fun. I'll probably be too fucked up on drugs to remember it. Any of our yeah, you'd have your fucking glow sticks. It's like, bro, it's a country show. Any of your law enforcement officers listening, uh, thank you. And uh, it's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, the final AL series, Toronto and Baltimore. Hey, oh, these are you know, if if I had told you that one team was in first place with uh, the best record in the AL, and I told you another team was battling for the wild card, you probably would have thought these teams were flipped before the season. And I, you know, some good ball played in the series. Santander, I, I would put him on my underrated baseball player list around the league. Kibby given eight innings in that last game uh, with all the kids. Uh, I guess for me, Trev, I've, I've been wanting, wanting, waiting, wishing to see if Toronto would join the Orioles and Rays party. I think this kind of is a little white flag for me that they're, they're wild card or bust. They're nine and a half back of Baltimore, man. It's it's almost September. Like, they're... Yeah, no, no. They're not going to win this. This was it. Like, this was their last chance. Yeah, they it would have had to sweep, and then it still would have been a discussion. But, uh, you know, good on them for, for getting that first game. Belt with the homer and extras. Um, something else happened. Oh, that was... What game was that? No, game three is what I want to talk about after this. But yeah, Belt is uh he's been really good for them. So shout out Belt. I think you mentioned that MVP yeah. chance in Toronto. Mm. Uh nice right there. Second game, Orioles just do the thing. Um Dean Kremer. Six yeah. pitch, no earned runs. Do your thing. And then uh in game three, uh, the battle of my former teammates. Gibby goes eight innings pitch. I actually have a screenshot of uh, when he got the last out in the eighth inning. And this is not typical Gibby. I'm going to show you guys. Mm. Woo! Get you some fired up Kyle Gibson. That boy, Ginge. You think that doesn't do something for the kids? Is Kyle Gibson the next Charlie Morton? People are asking. My goodness. Uh, also in that third game, Santander. I like to look at like perfect homers. Mm. I think for me, the launch angle is 27 to 30 degrees. Then it has to be over 110. Those are like my parameters for perfect homer. Okay. Santander did that. A uh, 30 degree launch angle, 110 off the bat. Pretty ball. Santander, Pretty ball. 119 OPS plus last year. Switch hitting corner outfit. Like, you don't, there's not a lot of those guys around, man. Uh, and with this series, 
He's now a 121 OPS plus. Uh, same deal. Uh, plug and play him in the middle of your lineup, man. And he, uh, I forget if it was this series or last series. He's 28-year-old Venezuelan, okay? Uh, hits basically third or fourth every day. He's hit third every day this month for the Baltimore Orioles. Again, the best team in the AL. Um, God, I, I like this game, man. I get passionate. Um, I forget if it was this series or last series. He hit the lowest ball hit for a homer this year. Just mm. fucking dug it out. Um, and it's a little bit of like, what do you do? Like, <laughs> that ball might have bounced. Uh, and he sent it to the seat. So, I... Uh, Orioles, man, I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I have been. Yeah, they, they got a formula now, like with the starting pitching, um, and then the back end of the bullpen. They've added a little bit uh, at the deadline, but you know, uh, in the second game, it goes Kramer to three relievers that complete the shutout. Then, then it's Gibby straight to mm. the mountain. Yeah. Is that what they're calling him? Yeah. There's there's a recipe there. Good starting pitching to your good bullpen. Couple homers, bam! I have good news for Toronto. We got Cleveland Nationals and the Rocks coming up. Let's go! Let's go! Shout out Brandon Hyde for taking BP. Yeah, some good. Always love there. when the coaches do that. More He's... coaches should take BP. Get a laugh from your team. Said it was. If the... you hit a home run, you're a god. If you don't, you're like, ah, oh, you guys, I used to be good. You're old. Uh, he said it Let's was. Let's look this... at his stats. Hold on. First oh, time. Shit. Oh no. First time in the cage. He said since '06, and the quote was, "The older you get, the bat gets way heavier." Yeah. No, yeah. I don't have any. Huh. Orioles, <laughs> thirty-one games over five hundred. The first time since twenty fourteen. September of 2014. Mount Castle. I don't think he ever made it to the big leagues, Brandon Hyde. Yeah. Never made it to the show, but uh, 774 OPS across his okay. four minor league seasons. Okay. Five minor a league banger. seasons. Give him a look. Mount Castle's 28 mm. straight on game yeah. streak comes to an end. He was 24 years old in the Appy League. That's <laughs> Trevor. Okay, well, he did his job, okay? Trevor. I was 18 in that league. So, Do you know what I had last night with dinner? I had a blue moon. Blue moon. I had a blue moon. Uh, I, uh, I was like, you know what? It's kind of funny. When, I, when you get to Thursday, we, we really front load our weeks. You get to Thursday, there's kind of like a deep inhale, deep exhale, like we made it. I know on Friday... Me and the lads are about to mess up some talking baseball. We're going to set the world on fire. Uh, you know, sometimes I'm doing what Trev talked about in that concert thing he mentioned. Jess out of town this weekend. A lot of deep thoughts. Scared. Me and Noodle. And maybe a couple more blue moons, baby. Because, God, when that hits your lips, it's just different. It's just different. The orange is in there. Everyone else is looking at you like, I know what they're drinking. That guy's having a blue moon. He's got the orange peel in there. The Valencia orange peel. Uh, it was literally brewed in a baseball, se- baseball stadium at Coors Field. Uh, and you can get blue moon delivered. You want to stay home, have a couple, watch some good ball? I'm excited. I'm going to be watching less Yankees baseball and more other ball around the league. That's how I was watching Boston and Houston. Mm. Again, my two favorite teams. 
Get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Find Blue Moon delivery options. Get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Celebrate responsibly. Click the link in the description and listen to that smooth interleague baseball jazz. How do you like this? The Cincinnati Reds. They sweep the Halos. Uh, An emotional week for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, California, as they lose Otani's pitching. They lose Mike Trout. And the Reds, they needed a nice series, and they get it here. That one-run win in the first game. Graham Ashcraft, 10 punchies over seven innings. That could be important. Um... The guys that get it done, I see a lot of TJ Friedel, a lot of Matt McClain. Don't sleep on my guy. Ellie De La Cruz, six RBI game in that second one. Uh, Reds, they sweep them. They bring out the broomsticks. Sad times for the Angels. And the Reds keeping pace with the Cubbies and the Brew Crew. And speaking of Cubs versus Tigers, a little jungle action. Cubbies. They take the bread game. BBD's Javier Assad gives another solid little start. Nick Madrigal, haven't seen us in the same room. Uh, Him and Jan Gomes get it done in the ninth inning to get the win in that first game. Uh, Detroit, Andy Abanez, Parker Meadows, how's your first MLB hit? And that's kind of a funny name. Kerry Carpenter, his LinkedIn was going viral over the weekend. And then... Jamison Tyone get, brings a no-no into the six and then kind of gets lit up. But Jammer Candelario in his revenge series, him and the Cubbies get it done. Two out of three games. The Dodgers, after dropping the first Cindergard revenge series, he goes six innings, three earned runs. Good for you, fella. Swole Calhoun with the home run three RBI game in that one. Uh, But then it's Dodgers the rest of the way. We had a rain delay that limited Clayton. You know who didn't get limited at all? Mookie Betts. 9 for 11 this series. 9 for 11 this series. What a sick puppy, man. Kike, he has a big day in the last one. Uh, Mookie's 5 for 5 in game two. Different. Some guys are different. He's one of them. Here's two bad teams. The Nats take two out of three from the New York Yankees. They take the bread games. Uh, Josiah Gray shuts them down in the first one. How about this? Carter Keboom, former big-time prospect, been working his way back. His first at-bat this year, he goes ding-dong. You got to love that. Sevy has his first really good start of the year, while Judge has a three-homer day. That's how the Yankees are going to win. My God. Uh, Oh, and then, yeah, Yankees blow it on the last game. Former almost Yankee Patrick Corbin, six innings, three and run. C.J. Abrams owned the Yanks in this series. They're bad. (laughs) Everson Pereira gets his first MLB hit. Congrats, kid. Rockies get swept by Tampa, and that's obvious. Uh, The middle game was close, but the Rays came back late. Justin Lawrence, I think he's... He gives up his sixth blown save and 13 opportunities. That's not good. Kelsey Winger called me while I was at the gym. Flex. She said, hey, who on the race has lollipops in their hair? I said, Jose Siri. She was with Trisha Whitaker, and Trisha Whitaker was like, what are you talking about? And then we sent the picture, and she's like, oh, yeah. Yep. That did happen. 
Um, big fan of both of theirs. And Luke Rayleigh. Isak Paredes. Thick boy filling in at shortstop. Are you kidding me? Uh, it really doesn't matter what the Rays do. They get back to their winning ways. They sneaky needed that. Hello, how's your two-game sweep, Texas? Because we play for rings in the desert. 11 innings. Tommy Pham with the game winner. He's been contributing. God. Cattell Marte off of Araldis Chapman. Go get it out of the stands. Snakes with the good juju right now. Texas with the bad. Zach Gallen gives a Zach Gallen start. Corbin Carroll. There's some good Gabriel Moreno butter knife stats, by the way, if you're deep into Snakes culture. And then Twins Brewers, another two-game sweep. Oh, God, Trev, you know how intense this rivalry can get. Uh, and as good as the Nightmare Bailey Ober was, Dylan Floro was not. Willie Adamas gets it done. Canna and Contreras. Uh, and then the Brew Crew gets it done in extra innings on that final game, too. More slick Willie Adamas. That's what happened in the IL. Crushed it, puppy. Crushed it, crushed it. Can't wait to dive real deep into the Twins Milwaukee. Yeah, series. that two game sweep. Reds Angels. Sad. We, we talk already talked about Yeah, this. we talked we a lot of about Angels. the Angels side. Yeah. Talked a lot of Angels. So if you have any uh Cincy love you want to dish out, I'm I'm more than open to that. No, this is more of the same from them. It's 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 a bunch of guys contributing, a bunch of different dudes doing it. Um, you know, Ellie has a good series. A lot of people get focused on him, and this is what Reds fans told us from the start. Like, you know, Ellie's great, but look at around, look at the other dudes. You know, Ellie's numbers on the year, I believe he's kind of like right at league average and OPS plus. Um, so he provides value in other ways as well. You know, with his legs, with defense, all that stuff. Um, but you know, some of the other guys really like TJ Fredo really deserves credit here. Um, it's, it's, he's second in war on the team next to Matt McLean. Like mm. these are the guys that are getting it done. If you go up and down, uh, you know, their war leaders on that team, you don't even see Elliot of the Cruz in the top 10. There's a bunch of guys getting the job done. So I, I, I just, that's the, that's their recipe. It's very much like a, a giant's play where, you know, you just have, you're trying to get guys at each position that are better than league average. And for them, it's just a, a, a ton of young guys, which is a nice thing to, a nice roster to have going forward for sure. Um, you mentioned some of the starters, what they did. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they took advantage of a downtrodden angels team and caught him at the right time. And then you have the unfortunate Shohei injury. He comes out after one and a third and, um, Snaps for a sweep, man. They need this. Yeah. Yeah, they were, um, you know, the Cubs are kind of rolling. The Brew Crew are kind of rolling. The Reds had a little bit of a funk going. Um, I think before this series, I mean, they were having a really tough month. So they get a dose of the right medicine. They're playing the Snakes uh, this weekend. That's going to be some low-key playoff baseball. And then they play the Giants. So the Reds are in the teeth of it right now. And, man, I know we've been doing it, and I'm glad that we're the show that's been doing it. Fucking Matt McClain, dude. Trevor. 872 OPS. That's not, that's not a shortstop OPS. That's, that's a big – he's got a 510 slugging, and this is why I was so frustrated around the All-Star game. If you 
cleared the names and put him and Ellie De La Cruz's stats next to each other, it's Matt McClain, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Reds fans were saying that. I mean, look, Ellie's just like, you know, very exciting to watch. Clearly he has crazy tools and he looks different on the field. I guess Matt McClain does too. Short King. It's a short boy summer. Stud. Uh, for the Reds, uh, started out 12 and 15 in April. Uh, had an okay May, went 14 and 13. Then had the awesome June. July was okay. August, they're sitting 8 and 13. So this was a, a big little stretch for them. And now, now mm. they're facing off against your Snakes gonna be fun. in a really tough series. A four game set. I'm not going to tell you what happened last night, but your Snakes did a good job. Yeah. Corbin. Um, uh, so, yeah, this is. Uh, I'm so interested to see how this team finishes the year because a lot of these guys have never played in September. Right. It's a six-month season in the big leagues, a five-month season in the minor leagues. Tell me how that makes sense. Why do we use different balls, and why do we have five-month summers in the minor leagues? Don't know. Don't freaking know. But that extra month is tough. And didn't you didn't you want to use today's show to compliment uh, Alexis Diaz for breaking his brother's ankle so that the Mets would be out of it? I forget. Think about that, man. They have the Diaz brother that's doing it. He's been great. Three war from a reliever. That doesn't just happen. Um, Cubs, Tigers, again, sound off in the comments what should be our good team, bad team. Uh term the rest of the way because that's that's where we're currently at with these uh teams i don't think the tigers are that bad of a team i'm kind of on that train i I don't i think they have some guys there that can that are going to be fun to watch you know as they finish out the season clearly they're not in anything but i think that they're on the right track so you know i don't think it's fair to say that Maybe at this moment. I think the Tigers are putting out more of a fight than people give them credit for. I mean, look at the game. 7-6 in game one. 8-6 Tigers win the second one. Cubs win the last one. 6-4. I mean, these are close games. And, you know, the Cubs did what they have to do to stay in the race. They take two or three. But I think that we're selling the Tigers a little short. There's some players, man. There's some players on that Tigers roster. 58 and 69, and I don't want to take any jabs at your central right now. Like, I'm, there's some kids, and the Carrie Carpenter LinkedIn stuff is a lot of fun, and I think we're mm-hmm. going to be hyped for Riley Green and Torkelson next year, but I don't know, let's not. There's some pieces of interest. Okay. I mean, look, they're 11 and 10 this month. Okay. Better than your Yankees? Yeah, they stink. Yeah. The Tigers. They don't have many pieces of interest. Um, Jamo, that's tough. Uh, he he had an awesome start going, and then he gives up a grand salami in that last game. Grand salami, cool baseball lingo. Spencer Jake. Torkelson is pimping every single homer he hits now. <laughs> like he's really feeling himself. Yeah. That's like if you if you're a Tigers fan, you're probably like, this is great. Like we've been kind of waiting for this big dog. Ian Hap, clutch gene. People are saying, good for say Suzuki, <laughs> five homers in thirteen uh, games this month. That's Cubbies have a lineup, dude. Cubbies have a lineup. Um, your Dodgers. I mean, can I say good team, bad team? If, if you're going to say the Tigers are a good team, that means the Guardians are a better team? I think this is 
Yeah, I think right as of now, you can say good team, bad team with this. Okay. Um, Dodgers. This is the Mookie Betts show, bro. Dude, I'm. I, I won't even tease it. He's my standout. Um, okay. But I'll I'll leave it at that. Um, he's fucking nuts, dude. He's it's crazy. I've got. Some I'm mad. I'm 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 still mad that I'm still mad at the Guardians. I think my my Twinkies need to be challenged. And they might because they keep losing games, yeah. but by those good Tigers. Um, Nationals, Yankees. I mean, do you want to hear me say a couple words? Do you want to sure. twist I'll the take knife? Twins, Milwaukee. You take this one okay. again, quick, Bobby. These are two bad teams. They really are, man. Like I, I don't know if there's people that think we're being Yankees over the top about it. Hold on one second. The Dodgers are seventeen and three in August. That's not a real fucking step. What's wrong with that? That's real? Is it the greatest month ever to be played? Similar, well, the Rays April, but... What did the Rays April end up? Oh, my gosh. I didn't know. I mean, I knew the Dodgers were on a heater. Yeah. They're, uh... I'm checking Dalton's work right now. They're 19 and 3. Their rotation is set. Uh, Mookie, we're going to get to Mookie in a minute. I want to talk about that. Uh, 19 and three Beavers. What's the greatest month ever played? Greatest month ever played. I'm looking into it. Thank you. The Yankees are bad. The one game they won, Aaron Judge had three home runs. Uh, the other two games, uh, he did not. He only had one in the third game. <laughs> uh, even Stanton went off. Uh, the offense is anemic. They're now playing uh, like three or so rookies every day, which we as a fan base want to see. Uh, and the Nats have a little bit of fight to them. Like, Josiah Gray's good. Um, you know, they they got a couple guys on the back end that can throw it. Um, yeah, man, I... Good Josiah on that. Josiah Gray had been, getting, had been getting hit around a little bit before this start. Hey, so you, want a, you want a stat? Um, the Yankees are 1-11-3 in their last 15 series. A joke, man. You guys you, were trying to tell me how bad the Yankees were. And... You want to know what the one series win is? It's the Royals. Swept them. Lost seven straight rubber games. How about Josh Donaldson just put me on blast on X? Yeah. When yeah. something yeah, came out about the triple like play. Six months. <laughs> hasn't tweeted in we, like we, six months. We haven't been in a... contact. You know, we haven't really been talking a lot. Josh and I's relationship is fickle. It's interesting. Um, and then all of a sudden he just tags me. I think everyone's relationship with that guy is fickle. I think me. I think uh, if me and JD got together, yeah. and we got a couple blue moons in yep. our system. We t- talk some hitting. We talk some golf. Sit around a fire. Talk about his days at Auburn. We're big SEC guys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, that's what I was talking about the other day when uh, I texted our talking Yanks chat. Like, second, he's not a Yankee anymore. He's probably going to go back to tweeting and say some stuff. Would love that. We might talk bro- Yanks. <laughs> try to do like a year end Josh Donaldson app. Rays roll the Rockies. They come back in that second game. Um, seventh walk off victory of the year. Yandy Diaz is back to going absolutely bonkers. Brandon Lowe, Lau. Um, I, I, good team, bad team, I could say that. Uh, thick Isak Paredes playing some shortstop. Put that into my veins. 
Yeah, you can say good team, bad team here. Um, shout out. You already mentioned, I was, this is the thing I was going to say about the series. Uh, Kelsey Winger, Trisha Whitaker working together. Awesome. Yeah. They took a pick. That was great. Um, the Rays have just been playing really good ball like since the the Franco news. Like It's galvanizing, I guess. I don't know if I want to like... You don't want to lean into that, but... Look, things happen where, you know, whether it's you don't make a move at the deadline or whether a guy goes out with an injury or you get a dude put on freaking administrative leave for allegedly being a creep. Things can galvanize a clubhouse, say, we got to get things done. We got to focus. We got to do this. Like it, it sharpens the focus a little bit. I don't know if that happened. It seems like it's possibly going on with the Rays. And they're also just a very good baseball team that could bang the ball around. Yeah, and don't be shocked. Um, like they, they could finish just as strong as they said. They got Yankees, Miami, Cleveland coming out. Like maybe, maybe they start that upswing again. Orioles are only two games ahead of them, man. Like, uh, this could still be a raised division. Uh, I'm going to call Kelsey. Let's see if she picks up. Hello? Hey, Kelsey, you're on Talking Baseball. Oh, my gosh, what a treat. Hey, what? who did you call me about yesterday? <laughs> I was say Siri. And what? Well, I, I was sitting with the sideline reporter for the Rays, and I was like, who's the player that y'all have that wears lollipops in your hair? In, her, in his hair, and she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, I swear on Talking Baseball. Jake is always talking about somebody on the Rays that wears lollipops in their hair. And she was like, there's nobody. And then I called you, and it was Jose Siri, and you sent me the proof. Yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah. And where was I again when you called me? You were at the gym. Oh, yeah, that's Jake. right. That's you right. You were at the gym. <laughs> that's right. That's my bad. I could tell. Yeah, you were out of breath working. <laughs> And I know, I mean, the giveaway is I didn't answer it with pizzazz. Like, if I'm anywhere else in the world and Kelsey calls me, hello. (laughs) But I was like, I was like, hey, Kelsey, what's up? (laughs) And immediately I was like, who's the guy with lollipops? They were like, what? And I was like, the guy with the lollipops in there. Yep. You got anything you want to say to Trevor BBD? Trev, still upset you didn't come to floorball. BBD. Me too. All the love in the world. Wow. 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 It's, been a, it's been a rough stretch for us recently. We're in Baltimore now, so send, send good vibes. Yeah. No, I'm sure the Rocks will handle the business in Baltimore. First time, this will be 28 out of 30 for me. Wow. What, what two are we missing? Well, Tampa was one. Tampa was 27, where we just came back from. And then Detroit and the beautiful uh, Oakland Coliseum. Wow. Will be the two left. Wow. The two main... two. People say they're two favorite stadiums. Yeah, like if you're going anywhere in the AL, people are going to Detroit and Oakland. So Detroit's nice. I'll report back on those, but we'll knock it out today. All right. Well, have fun, Kels. You're the best. Hey, talk baseball. All right, bye. See ya. I mean, do we just start doing that every episode? Like that's the best check-in. Better than anything else we brought. Um, Didn't she get let go by somebody? The Braves let her go. Rare L by the Braves. (laughs) Their only L in the past couple years. What are they thinking? What were they thinking? Colorado. Rare W on your part. Yeah. Holy shit. Let's go, Rocks. Trev. Okay. Our our two favorite teams at this point in the season. Snakes. 
by the way, have the good sauce going. You could correlate it to since I visited. Uh, Tommy Pham with the big walk-off. Uh, Texas in a bad way right now, man. L7, and you just brought Houston and Seattle back to the party. Um, my snakes, I know we're not talking about it, but um, Alec Thomas and some of the catches he's making. Actually, oh he had an amazing gosh. one in this series. Uh, and then the snakes won last night, too. Whoops. Um and then your uh, your twins uh, got swept by the Brewers. So I'll... are we just not talking about these games? You can talk about them. I'm letting you cook I, right now. I like the Rangers Diamondbacks. This is a great series. Yeah. I know it was a two gamer, but you have Jordan Montgomery, who was a Yankee yeah. starting pitcher, by the way, yeah. uh, goes eight innings shutty. Uh, ends up being one one because Chapman can't close it down. You mentioned Cattell Marte tying the game up, and then Lowe hits a double to left field and extras. Uh, Guriel like lucky to keep the ball in front of him. Like kind of like dives forward, which is like really never a good thing to do mm. if you're an outfielder. Um, keeps the ball in front of him, whatever. Um, and then snakes come back again. Little Perdomo RBI double, then the Tommy Fan walk off, which is interesting to me because Tommy Fan has been like having a Twitter war and like getting yeah. really mad at people in the stands. So you like almost feel like, dude, are you focusing on baseball? But I would never say a disparaging comment toward Tommy fans. No. I don't want to get slapped the next time I see him. Uh, he's been freaking good, dude. Like he's been good. Yeah. Walk off man to right center right there. Then game two, if you give Zach gallon six runs of support, you are going to so win fun. the game because yeah. he's a fucking menace. Um, I think you mentioned Alec Thomas and the catches that he's been making. He makes one in the bottom of the ninth with nobody out. Marcus Simeon was the hitter. Robs him deep into the gap. If you haven't watched the play, go watch it. It's awesome. Um, I think that changed the game because the next hitters, this is what happened. It went um, Seager with a walk. Adolis Garcia with a single and then Nate Lowe with a single before they end up getting out of it. But if you have a double, a walk, a single, single, like the game completely changes. Getting that out to start the inning changed everything. So I know that Seawald might have pitched differently, you know, if he didn't make that catch. But in my mind, that was a game saver. So they, the Dimebacks can beat you in so many different ways, man. That's why. I talked to Rosie about this. Them and the Reds playing against each other this weekend is going to be great ball. And the first game already lived up to the hype. I think it's going to be awesome because they, they're similar to me in that vein where like they have different ways to beat you. So Trev, Alec Thomas, um, you know, two of the guys that can be on the corners of him on a given night, Corbin Carroll and Jake McCarthy. Alec Thomas has only played center field this year. Jake McCarthy is 98th sprint speed percentile. Corbin Carroll's 99th. You know, not, being fast isn't necessarily everything with center field. It sure does help. He keeps those two guys in the corner because that's how much he can go get it, man. Um, and I, I'm, uh, I've always loved center field, but that's, uh, that matters. That's a position that, God, you, you can change games, and he did in this one, and it's got them on a little win streak. I'm going to creep you out right now. Perfect. Because I believe this year. Oh, yeah. I was looking up defensive 
run say that's going to be part of my award. Oh, um, Alex, Alec Thomas has eight. Great. Uh, do you know in how many innings? Uh, six, six, six. Was just on his page. Creepy. Yeah. Um, and then I guess we got to talk Twins Brewers. I guess. No, let me uh, let me do one clickbait thing, and then we'll do Twins Brewers. If you had to pick a team today to win the National League West, who would you pick? Oh, the National League West, the American League West. Excuse me. If you had Let's to say, pick a, uh, the Dodgers, if you had to pick a team to win the AL West today, August twenty fifth. Who would you pick? Huh. Gosh, dang, man. I'm Mariners. My first my first gut instinct was the Mariners. Um I think I I think I think the Rangers still have the best ERA from their starting pitching. So I was about to say the Mariners have the pitching. I'm, I think they're all really close. I I don't know who I even give the leg up to. So I'm I'm, I'm going to go I think I'm going to go Rangers. I think I'm going to go Rangers. I know they're in a rut, dude. I know they're in a rut. I think they lost six in a row or something like that. I get it, but the way they can bang the ball around, they can get past some – I guess all these teams are really good. I think the roster construction on each team is very good, but I'll still go the Rangers. I'm going the Rangers. Speaking of banging the ball around, the last series is your Twins. I had my notes up. I okay. did this. I did this series pre and post. I mean, it was not a fun one for the Twins. Um, Bailey Ober gives them a nice start. A huge sixth inning for the Brewers in the first game. Uh, all soft contact. They started the inning off with two balls hit over 100 miles an hour, and then all the run scoring hits were like 60, 70 mile an hour ground balls, bloopers. Stuff like that. They really just capitalized on some well-placed knocks. So they took that one. And then you put up a six spot on Corbin Burns, and you can't win the game, mm. man. That one really hurts. Um, but shout out my guy, Kyle Farmer. He took Burns up mm. top for the second time this year. He did it in early June or middle of June when I was there. Uh, gets him again. Um Willie Adamas kind of was a guy here. Um, I mentioned him as a guy that, you know, Twins fans, like, watch out for this guy. He's he's, he's kind of coming into the series hot. He can carry an offense. Um, and, you know, if you watch the Brewers, you can root for him. Don't root for him during this series, but root for this guy. He's a lot of fun. He just went off and did his thing. And then Bryce Terang has the, his walk-off knock. It's Twins can't lose that game, dude. You can't lose that game. So even though they're still going to win the Central, um, they are not doing themselves any favors. They're not. Big win against the Rangers last night. Shout out Ryan Jeffers. But we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. Ryan Jeffers is back. Saw an article. I think Aaron Gleeman wrote an article on Jeffers. Shout out Aaron Gleeman. Didn't read it, but like it. That's not a shout at you, Aaron. That's just I don't read. Um. Everyone was complaining about the heat in this. Dalton's got that in the notes as yeah. well. So it was so hot. I'm like, what? 97? That Milwaukee what? heat? Stale. The umpire had to stop holding the balls because he was too sweaty. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Hey, can't taste too much shit on me. I've been trying to tell, <laughs> been trying to tell the people. You're going to see Abner Uribe in a big playoff inning because yeah, he nasty. just broke the Brewers' record for hardest pitch thrown at 103.3. Um, so get ready you know, for that. Speaking of Jeffers, uh, Jeffers and uh, Yanner Diaz with the Astros, similar situations. You got yeah. uh, Maldonado Basket. as you know semi the primary catcher there because of what he can do with the pitching staff you have christian vasquez who was supposed to pro- provide some offense as well um but like those two guys diaz and and jeff was like pushing for like more of the primary catching role so shout out to both of them because at the beginning of the year that was not the case i mean the twins gave vasquez 10 years thir- or excuse me three years 30 10 a year um but you can't keep Jeffers bad out of the lineup. You can't. It's been too good. Yeah, those are going to be some interesting decisions come playoff time, huh? Um, Trev, whoo, Hardy, Hardy, Hardy. And you know what's Hardy for your dog? Farmer's yeah. dog. The farmer's dog. Uh, noodles all about it. I crack open one of those farmer's dogs mm. bags. I'm getting mauled. Uh, Noodle loves that his name's on the bag. He's a little, he's kind of like his daddy that way. Uh, he's kind of into himself. Uh, and he's into healthy, fresh dog food. Um, and it's made for him. That's why his name's on the bag. They match up their food for your dog in their ideal way. A Chihuahua and a Doberman, they probably don't need the same meal, man. You know. Uh, that's for the farmer's dog, though, because they're the experts in that. And you can get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash johnboy. Plus, free shipping. hey Farmersdog.com slash johnboy. 50% off. There's a link in the description. Uh, take care of your doggo. And maybe just give it a shot. It's a really good deal, and they might like it. And you might like that they like it because you like your dog. Bong. Mm. Worth trying. Stand out performance. Performances. I I am going with a Houston Astro um, whose Twitter handle, excuse me, they need to update this on baseball reference. It's X now. His X handle is Chaz Fizz. I'm going with Chaz McCormick. Um, On Monday, he went two for five with the two homers, the four RBI, and two runs. Now, if you haven't seen what old Chaz has been doing mm. this year in center field, uh, go check it out. His uh, stat line is incredible. Crazy. He is hitting 283. He's got a 368 OBP. He's slugging 530. He's slugging 530 people for an 898 OPS. This guy's flirting with the nines, Jakey boy. A 3-2 war. Um, Houston can just get things from players they could just get the best out of players man like i i just think the culture there and people were gonna laugh for that because of 2017 but the culture there i think allows guys to you know be them best be their best selves sorry someone's calling me uh this dude was a 21st round draft pick by the astros out of the university of Pennsylvania. Is that Penn? Like, that's like Ivy League? Is it Slippery Rock? I have that in my head for some reason. Does it say that or no? Hold on. 
No, excuse me. This isn't. He didn't go to Ivy League Penn. No, it's Millersville University of Pennsylvania. So not. I don't that? think. Let's look that up. Actually, Chasma, you're telling me he went to Millersville U? Yeah. Actually, been a lot of people drafted out of there, but I don't think that's like Penn, like the Ivy League. Tim Mesa, it is not. Okay, good. Okay. But think about that, man. Little Pennsylvania boy, you draft him in the 21st round. Now, all of a sudden, this guy's already racked up 6'8 war. He's got a career OPS now approaching the 8, 798 career OPS. And now you have this guy locked up until 2027, dude. He's finally ARB eligible next year. This is how you do things man like you have to have players that are under control not making the big bucks producing and then you can supplement i mean he's giving them exactly what they need dude so shout out chas mccormick i thought he was a short king he's actually six foot five so five eleven yeah um but this guy's been doing it all season long so i wanted to shout him out congratulations you're my stand-up performer chas mccormick yeah if you're doing the like all dudes team that you most people don't have as dudes. Like I mentioned Matt McClain before, Chaz McCormick. I mean, that kind of season uh, from a center fielder, from any outfielder. I mean, that's, um, you know, he's almost split games in center and left. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a big boy season. Good standout, Trev. Chazzy Fizzle. Miss A, Miss A. Uh I mentioned this one. Sometimes you got to make the layups. Uh, and I'll be going with Mookie Betts. He had a five-for-five five day at the office. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, in his last 11 games, he's 24 for 46. That's a 585 batting average, a 630 on base, and a 1.533 OPS. That's not yeah. a series. That's not three games. Uh, that's now a part of four series. Mookie Betts has been an MVP and a half type player. Um, man, I, I don't know. I, I, I just remember it before the or early on in the season, there was some stuff. Mookie's 30 years old now. That's a significant number. His, some of his speed numbers are down. He's been playing shortstop second base after being the premier right field defender in baseball for the past uh, more than it, close to a decade. Six gold gloves out there. He is one dotting on the season. He is three, four, sixing batting average on base and slugging. The dude's listed five, nine, 180, and he's got a slugging in the six. Some people are different. Mookie Betts is one of them. And you mentioned the Dodgers having an undefeated August. Here's a guy, you know, to go old school Collinsworth. It's unbelievable what this dude is doing. I I think there was a streak in those 11 games. There was only one game he didn't get on base twice. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. And and couple things about Mookie. Uh, we share the same job. He's a podcaster yeah. now, also. So Mookie and I are almost the same person. Just elite athletes at multiple sports, and we're media sensations. So I really feel connected to Mookie. Um, 
since he started this show. Second thing I wanted to mention is going back to Boston for the first time. Yeah. Which was shocking to me, but he's going back to Boston. I expect there to be very strong emotions. Uh, I think he should get a standing ovation. I think that this is a guy, and there's a great article out on The Athletic about him and just about him going to LA and and he makes a lot of he talks a lot about how LA has really helped him flourish like personality wise um you know there was some talk in there about how you know when he came up with the Red Sox it was a very veteran team Dustin Pedroia you know Poppy some of the pitchers there like he's like I came up and I shut up I didn't say anything and uh, that's kind of how it was in the Red Sox organization and he said once you get to LA it's like obviously he's Further on in his career, more confident, he gets the massive deal. But he just says, LA, that it just has opened up so many possibilities. You know, he's got his show that he does now. He started a a production company with Cam Newton. Like they're doing like a Jackie Robinson documentary. Like he's becoming like, you know how Magic Johnson is for LA? Like there's certain athletes in LA that just kind of blend into the city, they become city icons like Mookie Betts is going to be one of those yeah. people they're not people aren't going to remember him as a Red Sox they're going to remember him as a Dodger oh um that's 100 percent true he's, he's he's here till 2032 bro yeah still, I still nine years of Mookie I, I made that noise for the people in the Commonwealth that have rings with Mookie and MVP like they're you know they'll remember Mookie as a sock but you're not wrong everyone else the image is going to be Mookie Betts and the Dodgers and is you he think people win? remember Matt Olson as an A? Is he going to win the Ray? MVP? That's a little different. I mean, that's you have to admit that's a little different. Not World Series, not MVP. Fine, it's a little different. It's a little different. LA guy. On the topic of the Dodgers, updates to that best month ever uh, request. Uh, the 1984 Tigers had an 18 into April. Now that's not quite a full full slate. Uh, over a month, the season started later back then. Uh, twenty seventeen, Cleveland went twenty five and four. That was the win streak month in September. Okay, so that could be it. I Is that the, that, that's the number I they have to get that's to? The number it was weirdly not straightforward to find those two marks, but I haven't seen better than those two. So the Rays went twenty two and six. So the Dodgers nineteen and three. They could go three and three and still match that mark. I think so. So nineteen and three, and you said that Cleveland was twenty four and what? Cleveland was twenty five and four in twenty seven September twenty seventeen. Uh, August twenty two, the A's went twenty four and four. They're just short a game there. Um, right, well, Dodgers a have a chance. Work. Dodgers have a chance. It. They're they're entering the conversation. It seems okay, Braves. Maybe we will be talking about you more because you might <laughs> you might have room at the table. Hit uh, it, Bibbs. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. For the series, Marcel Ozuna go off. Eight for 11 in a three-game set against the Mets. Four homers and seven ribbies to have a 2.7. He's two-dotting it. Uh, he became the fifth Atlanta hitter to reach 25 homers, and that's a record for a franchise in a single season. Adam Duvall we talked about. 
Uh, four game set against Houston. He went nine for 16 with three homers, eight ribbies, and they were bombs. And he's a stud. Aaron Judge goes four for 12. Every single hit was a homer, seven ribbies. Um, first career three homer game on Wednesday. Um, he's the only good player on that team. Just kidding. Just kidding. For the week of August 18th versus uh, to August 24th which was Kobe day yesterday. Yeah. Shout out Kobe. Uh, Michael A. Taylor, one of my favorite players in the big leagues. I've really grown to respect him. I wish I would have had more respect before he came on the twins, but Nate, look better late than never eight for 19, four homer, seven ribbies uh, for a 1.5 in that week. Bryce Harper goes nine for 22, three homers. The power's back people, seven ribbies. Uh, he hit an inside the park homer for his 295th homer. And it was the first inside the park homer in the regular season since Bryce Harper did it in 2021 against the Nationals. So he has the last two. Good for him. Uh, Seth Lugo for the Padres has been dominant. Two games started in this week. 12 innings pitched, eight hits, no runs, 13 Ks. Uh, good for him. How about for two weeks? This is the list you want to be on, people, and it's all pitchers. How about mm. that? Charlie Morton, say it. The salt man, Charlie Morton. Three games started, 18 innings pitched, only nine hits, no earned runs. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. What? What are we doing here, people? Charlie Morton, you're nuts. One of two pitchers to have struck out 20-plus batters without allowing a run over a two-game span. The other, Roger Clemens, and in parentheses, Dalton said, Jake sent that to the group chat. You did. Good job, Jake. I did. I was going to make that my standout, but now I'll go back to the original standout, so we're good. Didn't we already do standouts? Our award, excuse me. Okay. It's okay. You should have let me know about that. It's okay. What, you have darkest before the dawn? Yeah, I, 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 I deleted it. We're good. We're good. Okay. I'll go back. Zach to Gallen, it. three games started, 18 and a third innings pitch, only two earned runs. He's done at least six innings and 12 of his past 13 starts. Uh, he had a 4 4 5 ERA in mm. July. He's got a 2-1-3 in August because he's that guy. How about Paul Seawald? Kind of struggled as right as he came over from the Snakes, but then Jake went and gave him a pep talk. Um, in these two weeks, he's pitched in eight games. He has seven saves, eight innings, no earned runs. That's what you like to see. He was helped out a little bit by Alec Thomas. Yeah. Um, and that's Susan Fuego. Yeah, man, that uh, life of a reliever. Like when I when I read uh, that Floro got hit for your Twins, I was like, "Damn, dude! Like that sucks, man." You come over, you join a team, and you're just trying to fit in and ship in, and and something like that happens. But hey, life of a reliever. You can also get hot and and win win the crowd back. I have the miles per hour of those hits because I have it in my notes from the pre and post. 90 miles an hour, Canna finds a hole. Tyrone Taylor, 64 miles an hour. Bryce Terang, 63 miles an hour. Brian Anderson, 80 miles per hour. And Tough. yes, so we give up all those runs, but it can be deceiving at times. Tough. Trevor, a beautiful in fuego, my friend. Let me tell you about some of the injuries around the league. Uh, what's, what's impactful? Ooh. Henry Davis, the kid for Pittsburgh that got called up. He goes on the I.L. We don't like that. Uh, Yanni Chirinos for the Braves. J.D. Martinez for the Dodgers. Okay. He's still kind of having a crazy year. Jaron Duran for Boston. Speaking of crazy years, he's been awesome. Stone Garrett, very ugly baseball injury uh, 
for one of the cooler dudes around the game. Joey Votto goes on the IL, and so does Michael Trout, the Millville Meteor. But returning from the IL, J.P. Crawford back for Seattle, getting on base, making plays. Evan Longoria. Jose Alvarado coming out of that Philly pen. Ryan Noda was, uh, you know, Getting some AL Rookie of the Year stuff. Maybe Brian Wu, too. Carlos Rodon for my Yanks. He puts in a good start. Maybe that can get him set up for next year. Granky, Hauk, and Abreu. Uh, like all those guys. And that's what's going on in the IL. But I'm I'm ready to start the MF and weekend at this point. Awards! Go. I am giving out the Rojas Big D Award. Hmm. What's that? And about? I could give it to Miggy Rojas. He's a defender. He's a stud. Josh. Probably should have won a Gold Glove in his time. But I'm not giving it to Miggy Rowe. I'm giving it to Johan Rowe. Ooh. Outfielder for the Phillies. Now I remember when this guy got called up because he had been. He's one of those dudes you see minor league highlights of. Mm. Like we saw minor league highlights with Ellie De La Cruz, right? right. Like we kept see- <clears throat> seeing him hit balls 118 miles an hour, and we're like, okay, this guy's a stud. Sure. A little water. Sorry, yeah, I get some in my throat there. Mm. That's a- never mind. Uh, um, well, we've seen highlights of him going up and getting these catches, you know, in center field, and you start to see some articles written and some of the things that are said about him. Mick Mick Abel. A mm. uh, pitching prospect in the Phillies organization said he's the best defensive center fielder I've ever seen in my life. And you're like, hey, kid, you're in the minor leagues, bro. Right. Like, I get it. You've seen maybe a few center fielders, but how many have you seen? Right. Um, but then Tyler Henson, 10 year career playing in the minors. So he's seen quite a few people out there. And he says he's the best I've seen in all the years throughout the minor leagues that I've ever played with or coached or watched from afar. There's not one better in baseball. He's fast. He's athletic. The routes are clean. He gets the balls on his feet. The most guys die for, and it looks easy. It's special. So we have, you know, if you have a guy like this that gets the balls really easily, sometimes you, you just don't think they're that good because it looks so easy. But now we have, you know, stat cast and track man to, you know, read routes. And we understand catch probability and all these things. So like, it's not going to take away from him. This guy's been incredible. Now, the reports when he got called up were he's going to play sparingly, like him and Brandon Marsh are going to like split duties, probably platoon. He's only here for a short time just to get his feet wet. He's not going to be the guy. Fuck that, dude. This Mm. guy has been playing every single day, making incredible catches, saving games, and the offense hasn't been bad either. This guy's already racked up 1-5 war. He has a 747 OPS for a 104 OPS plus. His value is defense. It's what go watch this guy play, dude. And I'm on fielding Bible, and I know defensive run saves isn't everyone's favorite metric, but there's no such thing as anyone's favorite defensive metric. There just isn't. I'm going with this one because it's easy. It's a counting stat, and you can I'm on the page. Can you name the, the top two guys? I gave you Fernando Tatis Jr. He has 21. Do you think you could name the second one? The way you've been teeing it up, I mean it. It sounds like it's, it's not him. It's got a guy named Rojas. Rojas. Um, Matt Chapman. It's Dalton Varsho. Same team. Yeah. Okay. These guys have 21 total runs saved, and they've both played around a thousand innings. 
Again, it's accounting step, right? right? Johan Rojas already has nine. Or excuse me, 10. Oops. 10 defensive run saves in 220 innings. So multiply that times four, and that gets you to 880. I'm not even going to give him the five. You're talking about 40 defensive run saves in the same amount of innings as these guys have 21, and these are the elite defenders in the game. They both play outfield. This guy, Johan Rojas, is going to be a massive part of what the Phillies do going down the stretch and in the postseason. If this guy doesn't make a game-saving or a game-winning catch in the postseason, I will eat this hat. Mm. I won't. I won't. But people say stuff like that. I'd watch. This guy, you have to watch him play defense to understand. He is going to be a star in this game, and I believe his coming-out party is going to be in the postseason. So I wanted to get ahead of it. Nice. I like when people say, Coach Trev told us two weeks ago. Yeah. Remember that I said this. This dude is going to make a massive impact on the Philly season this year. And I believe propel them to win a playoff series. So just remember, Coach Trev told you, Johan Rojas, watch out for this guy. I love it. Uh, one of my favorite things to watch in this sport is good outfield defense. Um, and I'm excited. To uh, to see him in the playoffs make the big play like you're talking about, because man, there's a just something about that, right? There's just something about that. You're pitching, and it's it's nice to have that guy out there. And there's one or two plays that you can remember from every postseason. Chaz McCormick into the wall. How about Benintendi, right? Like I, that that'll happen. Um. Another guy I wanted to highlight just a little bit because same vein, rookie called up Cade Marlowe of the mm. Mariners. Big old forearms. Yeah. What does he have? I just had it up. He has seven defensive run saves in only 188 innings. So these guys are special defenders, but watch out for Johan Rojas. It's a great award, Trev. A great award. Um as I mentioned, and, and you're right, I, I almost audibled mid-ep to talk more about Charlie Morton because what he's doing is disgusting. When you're only on a list with Roger Clemens, who, you know, by the way, at that point, I think he was, he was enhanced a little bit. Uh, Charlie Morton has been absolutely electric. But there's going to be a lot of more times to talk Braves. There's not going to be a lot more times to talk Halos. And I want to talk about It's Darkest Before the Dawn. I mean, one of the worst days in a baseball team's history. Shohei Otani, uh, arguably the most talented player to ever play, uh, gets a tear in his UCL. He'll be done pitching. Uh, this team's been already spiraling a little bit. Mike Trout, <laughs> the best player of our generation before the best player of our generation came over, gets hurt on the same day, and it's just as sad as a tweet, and people are getting their LOL Angels uh, stuff going. I don't know what's next. I don't know how ugly it's going to be in Anaheim, and it, it's probably not going to be quick, but I want to give a shout-out to two kids. I, I know my guy, Zach Neto, your guy, Zach Neto, the shortstop. He's on the IL now, um, but he, he got called up. He was the first player from the 2022 draft to get the call, and we kind of laughed. Like, that's pretty sick, dude. You didn't really have to do any minor leagues. 
Nice, bro. Um, 22 years old, playing starting shortstop. It looks like he'll probably be there for the next, you know, five, six years. That's pretty nice. That's a nice thing to have a young shortstop you believe in. They also called up the first player from this year's draft, Trev, to get called up to the show. Uh, it's your guy, Nolan Chanul. Sh- uh, who, by the way, has a John Boy Media connection, our Sam. Uh, her parents were a host family for some, uh, like, for summer ball, summer team. ball college boys, and he was one of them. Drafted in the first round this year by the Halos, he's been leading off playing first base. He's gotten a hit in each of his first six games. Hmm. What? That's. Doesn't happen, shouldn't happen, or maybe it's going to be more of the norm. Um, My guy from Florida Atlantic University, uh, he played in 21 minor league games, Trev. Hate him. I know you do. Um, But he's come up to the halos, and now he's hitting. So um, I don't know. I mean, there's going to be a lot of talks about the Angels front office coming up. Early returns is they've hit on their back-to-back first-round picks, which that feels weird to say. Um, and they're the only two kids from their class that have been called up to the major leagues. So I don't, I don't even think I get it. They're both guys that played a lot of college ball and both guys that raked their senior year. So maybe the Halos have broke the system a little bit, but I don't know, something kind of cool that uh, hopefully you can hang your hat on a little bit, but... Man, uh, just bizarre all around in Anaheim. I love it. I I, I, I haven't watched Chanul a lot, obviously. He's uh, fresh into the game, but I I say I hate the guys that don't play right. a lot of minor league baseball and get to go straight to the show, but I'm just jealous of them. Yes. Um, it's an incredible feat to be taken in this year's draft and make it to the big leagues and then have success. So it's crazy. I... I the Angels, oh man, the Angels season could have been so much different if they did decide to move off of Shohei. And again, I was got championing them and saying, you can't do that. I'm glad they made the trades. They gave up some, some of their top prospects to get Giolito and Lopez over there. Um, so they kind of, you know, depleted the farm system a little bit, but it's nice t- for them to have, you know, these two feathers in their cap and Maybe it's a sign of things to come for the Angels. Maybe they're just going to continue to hit on their draft picks. Maybe the, there's other guys coming from these two drafts. They did really well. And maybe you're going to have some sort of a rebuild that or a retooling that can happen quickly because without that, it seems like dark days ahead. You just said it's the darkest before the dawn. I think it's going to stay dark there for a little bit. Unless you get more guys like this coming up and helping your team out. Could still be getting dark, but hey, at least you got a reason to watch, which that's... Who's uh, on their team next year? I'm like looking at at their roster resource page, which you can do. That's still a viable option, Jared. Um, A lot of free agents. Angels fans, we're with you. Enjoy watching some Halo baseball. Enjoy watching the weekend of Halo baseball, or maybe another team. Enjoy it. It's hot in the street season. It's going to be Labor Day soon. Sheesh.
Rev, what are you, like 6'3", 215? Oh, me and Donald? <laughs> Unreal. Sucks. <laughs> uh, I'm six one and a half. Okay. Uh, sitting right now about one ninety eight. Your your player page was listed six two two fifteen. So. Oh. Yeah, they gave me a little half inch, and I was two fifteen at one point. Give you a little half inch. Yeah, you will. Real little. <laughs> <laughs>